0: Dan Scott, barely a week ago, I heard you rail for two hours about independence.
1: Uh
0: And? Mr. Hardwick, how many times have I heard you speak of freedom at my father's table? Half the men in this church, including you, Father, and you, Reverend, are as ardent patriots as I. Needed most stuff at only words. Is that the sort of men you are? I ask only that you act upon the beliefs of which you have so strongly spoken and in which you so strongly believe. Hello, Patriots. We're back behind the mic. Brian Mendusen here alongside Dave Ajima. We uh, finished March Madness with uh, March Madness. <laughs> and, ho- and hopefully we can get a little bit better here as uh, we go on through this year. But we have a special guest here with us, and joining us is Kamal Saleem. He is the president of Kumi, or Kum Ministries, and author of Ishmael Redeemed Called to the Kingdom. Welcome to the program, Kamal.
2: Thank you. It's an honor being with you, and uh, Brother Dave, it's uh, always a blessing. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's
1: a pleasure. I just want to give a little introduction uh, so he doesn't have to waste all his time telling you about himself, but he's... Hey, that's what at he's one here point, for. I think, <laughs> I, think, I think Kamal and me at one point would have been bitter enemies because I was an officer in the military and he was in the Muslim Brotherhood. Yeah, He came to America basically to destroy America, but an accident cut him short. And as a result of a Christian doctrine and so forth, he became a Christian. Yes. And he actually came to, I think he came to America to basically destroy America. That was kind of the goal of the Muslim Brotherhood. I also had him and General Boykin at the Capitol, I think, of 2011 or 2012, because I was going to Turkey, invited there. And they came to speak about what we could expect in the future, how Islam was going to try to take over America from within. And I think I advertised a month in advance, two weeks in advance, a week in advance, the day before. And Out of the 110 state legislators and 38 senators, only about 10 people showed. We had special, uh, had special security and everything all around because General Boykin and Kamal both had money on their head. So very few show up. So we really have ignorance of what Islam is. So that being said, uh, anything you want to add to that, uh, Kamal?
2: Uh, absolutely, you know, th- there's so much uh, to talk about. You know, uh, as far as this, you know, I- Islam can not succeed in America as a terrorist organization, but it can succeed as a political system. Uh, and uh, sixty, sixty, sixty-four uh, percent of Islam is a military system, political system, and ideology system. Only you know a small percentage, about twenty-eight percent of Islam is a religious uh, or religion. So therefore, uh, they uh, the, the enter with the religious uh, you know, perspective only to be seated on a table to really become part of the system. And Islam could not really succeed except to thread their self into our society and implement Sharia little by little. How do exactly. they implement Sharia? So when somebody wear hijab or hijar uh, uh, or, or whatever, these are part of the representation of sharia anytime you say that you are muslims in islam you could not say that you are uh, you are muslim and something else because islam supersedes everything else you know and so therefore they look at their constitution which is the sharia as the law of the land it doesn't matter if you're born in america or if you're born in istanbul sharia is sharia so therefore that is the law of uh, in a muslim heart you can say many other things as a, as a, as a muslim to say you know i am part of that system i'm, I'm born into this uh, nation whatsoever but anytime you, you wear the hijab and you uh, celebrate ramadan and you do everything else you're saying that you are a muslim at heart before that you're an american Statistics sure. shows 86 percent of Americans that lives in the United States of America, that they are saying we're a Muslim first and we are, you know, uh, we are American second. So that is the perspective, you know, of uh, the uh, overall. So, Kamal,
1: one of the things I asked Mackie right off the bat is I said, are you a Muslim? She said, yes. Uh, Do you believe in the Quran and the Sunnah? She said, yes, which is Sharia. And then I asked her, "Can you swear to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign, domestic, and honestly do that?" She said, "Oh, of course." Can she? I don't think so. What
2: do you? Think? Well, they, they literally they can say yes because it's their uh, they're obligated to say yes. But the truth is, they could not. You know why? Because in Islam, there is a rules of engagement, and the rules of engagement it is one of them is called al taqiyah Al-Taqiyah is, is to lie by omission, you know, so therefore, you can deceive your enemy. Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, said in the Hadith, you know, which is the, it's part of Sharia, he said, you know, if, if you are taken in the enemies, you know, uh, enemy culture, it is your right to say that you have converted or you are part of the enemy world, but when you come back to Islam, is to repent and become Muslim all over again. So he gave them the ability to really lie, you know, and uh, and, and so therefore, when the Imam, uh, when, when a Muslim person become a Muslim, now their first rules of engagement is to declare that they are Muslim. Number two is to start asking for uh, Islamic ruling uh, or Islamic, you know, uh, Sharia related like they need a mosque, they need a place to wash, they need a place to be respected, they could not uh, touch, you know, uh, bacon, they could not touch, you know, alcohol, they could not do this, they need a female doctors, they need a Muslim, uh, uh, you know, uh, a judge, they need a Muslim imam, they need, you know, so they asked for all this because everything falls under, you know, Sharia. You know, it, it happened in, in the case where they're trying to educate Sharia into the United States of America, and it was uh, in happened in New Jersey, and Imam was beating his wife severely, and uh, her eye uh, popped out of her eye socket. And uh, when she went to the judge, the judge in the court said to her, "You know what is the issue uh, that you're fighting about?" She said, "It's sex." And the Imam said, "Well, we married under Islamic Sharia, so therefore." under Islamic Sharia, that if a man asks for a woman hundred times to have sex with her, she has to oblige, you know, oblige this. So the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the uh, judge said to her, she said, you married him under Sharia, then he wins, you lose. But her lawyer sued the court and sued the judge personally. She said, this woman came to the United States of America exactly. to be part of the American system exactly. under the American constitution. And not to live under Sharia, so right. by this the, the the whole thing changed, and the you know the judge has to forfeit the whole thing, and the woman was you know uh, given you know security and divorce from her husband. So these are done on purpose. They come peacefully and to become part of the culture, but actually it's only to infiltrate the culture. Uh, yeah. there is something I'd like to talk about you know uh, may, if I may so,
0: yeah please
2: okay so in in, in uh, Islam could not assimilate uh, to the American culture or to the American Constitution, but they can coexist. So the coexistence is a doctrine in Islam to infiltrate. And that's happened by immigration. So when we see, you know, people are immigrating to the culture and coming into that culture, they can, uh, you know, they can say, we are part of the culture. So what is, uh, what is integrate is to mix and participate, to combine two or more things, to form a new, uh, to form or create something new. Mm -hmm. But yet you are not part of that system but to assimilate is to come to conformity into traditions and culture custom attitude uh, you know uh, attitudes and also uh, to become part of that nation respecting uh, their forefather their constitution their flag their everything else and muslim many of the muslim could not do this because their law said we supersede any other religion we supersede Christianity, we supersede Judaism, so we are abrogating, so they abrogate everything else. So by by design, they said we could not be part of this because we are superior to what we are dealing with today.
1: Sure, so they have a dualistic law system, one for them and one for us kafirs Now, explain here, she kind of lied about that too. She said a Kafir is just an atheist. That's not true, is it?
2: Well, uh, she, she, she told the truth. A kafir is an atheist, uh, but she did not tell the whole truth. And that is exactly. the, that is called al-kitman or al-muruna. These are two new doctrines in Islam. They were invented by the suits. What does that mean? Uh, al-kitman is not to tell the whole truth. Uh, al-muruna is to conjure or to create in Islamic philosophy or doctrines, you know, to, uh, to say that's what Islam said and it did not say this. By doing so, what happened is uh, it, it becomes, uh, it, 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 they can lie and deceive the weak in heart, the weak of understanding to say, yeah, they're peaceful people just like us. I'm not saying all Muslim people are radicals but nevertheless if you are part of the muslim brotherhood if you are muslim, uh, part of muslim student association if you are part of the muslim uh, you know movement you know radical movement you know through political system you are radical and uh here's the question the question we need to ask these people is do you do you do you believe that sharia should be implemented in this culture and if they said yes uh, know that you are standing before radical because if they said no, they want to live under the American Constitution law and not educate you know to 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 really live under you know Islamic Constitution but Sharia come out, law.
1: But come on, they can say yes, we're going to live under constitutional law, but yet they demand us to have foot baths. They demand all our books to go through the uh, Sharia compliant uh, group to make sure nothing's evil said. Universities uh, have to provide sexually segregated swimming pools. There's a whole list of things that, that they can say they want to integrate with us, but they don't. They want to gradually change our society into what they want, so we become Sharia compliant in all these issues. And that's another thing. Even in England, when they pray, they get in the middle of the street and block all, this, all the traffic.
2: And not or, just in England, in France, in, uh, sure. in Germany. In, in, in own, Sweden.
1: And their own laws say they can make up those prayers. They don't need to do that. And their law says if they come to the United States, they don't need to have those foot baths. Uh, what we give it to them, then we're becoming Sharia compliant. So it's kind of gradualism, is it not, that they're trying to get into this country and change us from within?
2: That's correct. You know, because, uh, you know, my story is I came to change this culture from within. And how to do this, uh, you become part of a culture and uh, you, you accelerate in the culture. And, uh, you know, and that is uh, the people of the pin, the people of the suit, the people of, uh, you know, we don't believe in guns, but we believe in changing the culture, basically. So it's the same effect that the gun will have on this culture, but, uh, you know, uh, indirectly. You know, Muhammad' last will and testament to all Muslims to follow, uh, he directly called them to do Surah number nine. Surah number nine, which is is a, in the Quran, it's it's a book. It's number nine, and it, it all Muslims have to model their self after this, and that is part of uh, the the constitution, which is Sharia law. Uh, the, the so what is the Sharia law? What is the final commission of Muhammad? Muhammad, the Prophet of Islam, said. I have been commended by Allah to, to war against humanity until everyone says there's no God but Allah and Muhammad, his prophet. That is the final, uh, that's the great commission. You know, but in Surah 9 and 30 and Surah 9 and 3 and Surah 9 and 5 and 23, he said, slay the adulterers wherever you find them. So what is slain is jihad is jihad part of sharia absolutely jihad is the cornerstone of sharia 27% of the islamic constitution uh, it's called sirah what is sirah is biography of muhammad you know 100% of this of of Sira, it, is, uh, it is infiltration it is indoctrination it is invasion, and it's all of it based on jihad. And so jihad is the cornerstone of Sharia uh, a law, of the Islamic laws. And uh, so when we look at all this, uh, Muhammad said, do not make friends with non-Muslims. That's Christians, Jews, Hindu, Chintu. Atheists, everything else, including idolaters, you know, so, uh, so anyhow, uh, you know, he said fight Jews and Christians until they become Muslim or or pay tribute, uh, Juzia, which is, uh, it is a text to humiliate, you know, people that they are not Muslim. So they are, we're going to protect you uh, from killing you if you pay us, you know, and that is taxation called juzia. So this is, you know, the the three laws in Islam, you either convert and become a Muslim, and you're still not equal to us. But, uh, you know, even though you become Muslim, your status is still not the same. But the second one is you pay uh, tribute, and uh, which is, uh, you know, uh, you pay finances for protection, or the third one is be killed. Islam must be triumphant over all all religions. That's what Muhammad said. That's what Allah said, God of Islam, in the Quran, Surah Nine and Thirty-three. So when we look at all this, we see all these things are made specifically to change cultures from within.
0: Hey, Kamal, That's I got what... a question here regarding yes, maybe R- Rolamaki's upbringing. Is there any way? that a parents bringing up their children in the Muslim religion has more of a conservative outlook on what the religion actually is. Is that even possible?
2: Well, I saw the Muslims in Michigan, you know, in Michigan, what they did is when it came to LGBTQ, when it came to CRT, when it came to woke, they stood up and fought and joined the Christian culture because they have a common goal. But then I saw the Muslims also joining, uh, you know, the LGBTQ on the street, uh, Intifa, and, uh, you know, uh, and uh, they joined also in uh, abortion, you know, uh, you know, for abortion, you know, because in, in different times. So when you look at this, you go like, which one are you today? It's the way it fits their culture. So when you look at the, a Muslim, that brought in as conservative, which is I have deep respect for that. But you see that Muslim as well, if they are fasting the month of Ramadan, and if they're declaring, you know, a pilgrimage to Mecca, if they're doing all this, what happened is we have to understand what Ramadan is. Yes, so we, we have to understand why these people are doing this. It's Explain not because. Like Yeah, Ramadan is fasting, you know, it it is when Muslims become asserted in their physical and spiritual body, they become stronger, they become equipped to fight, you know, to go into into a holy war. But it's also a spiritual jihad, which is jihad against self. They try to be better Muslims, you know, and that's only 6% of the entire jihad. And so they, uh, they fast from food and drinks and everything from sunrise to sunset. And then, but they also, they expect uh, you know, to have an encounter with Allah. It's called uh, the last 10 days of Ramadan. That's called Laylatul Qadr, which is the light, the night of power. And this is, they, are, they pray, they stay all night long to, 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 uh, to, have, to witness the light of Allah. And if they did that, what happened? Allah will forgive them all their sins. The only other time they're guaranteed to forgive their sins is to die fully in jihad by killing and dying for the sake of Allah, meaning 9 11 people, those that run into the building and kill themselves and killing infidels for the sake of Allah. So, but when we look at political Islam, Political Islam is is stronger than uh, you know uh, the other things because it, uh, it it is it brings to the Western civilization it, it to, to came to constitute into social culture uh, you know uh, military religion political system education economy media they bring you know Islamization into the culture from within and that is nice conservative Muslim. We're a part of your society of everything. We only bring in Islam to a new level. But here's the thing, when they go become stronger, they will ask for, to add the Supreme Court, Muslim judges, just like what they did in England. They are wanting Muslim judges. They wanting, uh, you know, into the banking system, into uh, the judicial system, into what so have you. So it can separate the culture in half and bring about socializing the culture for the sake of Muslims, because our culture is not a socialist system, but now it forced socialism into the system uh, directly, because we have to do our things in a Muslim way. So anyway, you look at it, you think, you know, it looks good. I've been brought up right, but I'm playing this. If I play it correctly, then it has to work for me in my way.
1: Now is it not also true, Kamal, that uh, the Quran and the Sunnah they believe are perfect, and they cannot be changed? So in other words, they can't pick and choose what they want to believe because it's written and that's the way it is. Even though it has changed over the years, but they can't uh, go ahead and change and make it a more or less radical. Islam itself is radical, is it not?
2: Yes. You have here's the thing: you have Sunni and Shia. Right. And, and uh, the, the Shia are, uh, they, they are, they believe in ijtihad. Ijtihad, it is to progressively move into the culture and the time uh, and a day and an hour, you know, that fit the culture from Islamic perspective. The sunnah, meaning, it is the straight and narrow path, meaning they do not change anything. Uh, so, if they are born Sunnis, they have to stick to everything that's been taught to them from the beginning all the way to the end because Allah will judge them for this. Because who are, you know, in, in the Bible it says you could not, you know, worship God and mammon. You could not worship two gods. Right. You know, and so therefore, when they say we believe in this constitution, yet I'm celebrating under this constitution, you are worshiping two gods, whether you like it or not. And, and it's uh, either confusing or either it's being instituted on purpose to change the culture from within.
0: Right. The reason why now, I bring that up, um, Kamal, is we look at, take Christian, Judeo-Christian, for, for instance. Catholic. The Catholic Church was dominant in Europe, and they even killed people that weren't part of the Christian religion. And so we had a Reformation where you had Martin Luther um, break away— and so there was this Reformation, and I don't really see that Reformation in a Muslim community or in an Islamic sense, to where if somebody was not real extreme Muslim. So what you're telling me is they, if they're Muslim, they stay a Muslim. There is no chance at a Reformation that could potentially happen.
2: Well, that's a great question, Brian. As well, you know, I mean, look at the Crusaders yes uh look what the crusaders did yeah you know but we are living in 21st century Mm -hmm. so uh where are the crusaders today show me where christians or jews going around killing muslim people or killing other group or whatever Uh, we are looking at the the only people who are trying to convert people if you look at afghanistan pakistan Tajikistan, Kurdistan, turkey all this and we look at egypt you know we are seeing this radical movement that they're trying to bring about the Caliph, the final Caliph and establish the Islamic Mahdi. So therefore, you know, uh, today, you know, we don't see Christian fighting, you know, in, in Muslim world, Muslim are bombing Muslims, you know, because you are Shia and I'm Sunni. So therefore I'm going to bomb you and I'm going to bomb you back. So they're killing each other because they don't believe each other. They're equal, you know, and, uh, and they believe in that. And if I tell you how many flavor there is, uh, you know, between all of their Sharia, there are hundred of them and all of them conflict with each other. So which one is a true Muslim? When he ask Muslims something, they say well, that's not true. And they are right because according to their you know, philosophy, according to their doctrine, they believe this way and not the way you said it. So they tell you it's not true, but they don't tell you the, whole, the fullness of the whole thing because they are not people like me in my likeness. come hey, Kamal, Kamal, another
1: one I wanted to ask you about. When I asked her about Aisha, she denied that. She said she did a big study on that. She claimed ignorance, but then she went and said, oh, I've done a real study on that, and uh, Muhammad never married a six-year-old. That was a lie, was it not?
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, every Muslim know about when I was a little boy. Uh, I was seven years old and my dad, uh, I was not smart, you know, I was not good at school. And the teacher said, uh, you know, he has no understanding, you know. So my dad pulled me out of school and he said, I wish you were a girl. You know, Mm. I, I, you know, he said, I'm cursed by you. And why? Because you are a boy. So now I have to be careful for you and try to to protect you and do all kinds of things. But you are you have understanding of a woman, you know, and uh, so he cursed me. He said, You are you know, because if I was six years old, he would have been able to give me away in marriage. Because Muhammad did this, that's part of the Sunnah, and it is Muhammad did that, and so what happened? All Muslim are ob- obligated to do this. Nowadays, you see the Amirs, the prince of Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Qatar Bahrain, and all those. They send their, you know, uh, they send their men to, to find young women in Lebanon, as young as 16, as young as nine, as young as 10, to marry them and take them to those nations, you know. Uh, and so how do I know this? Because they knocked on our doors in Lebanon when I, when I was living in Lebanon, and they want to marry my sisters and my dad would not allow it. And these are older men when I marry a younger you know, girl. So it, it is happening in the culture. It is in, it, it is in uh, if you want to uh, find it, it's in the sirah. It's in the, the Islamic constitution under Sharia, but it is in the sirah which is only uh, the, the, the Jihad part, which is uh, 27%. The Quran is only 14%. The Hadith is 59% and the sirah is 27% and that's the triangle that creates Sharia
1: well would I not be would it not be true that there's nothing good for a non-muslim in the Quran Sunnah and Sharia law there's nothing good for us
2: well it, 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 it's conflict with the American uh, it conflicts with the American Constitution uh, right. and it conflict with everything that we do uh basically uh what i want to say is uh islam believe in in their ways of of islam the way things are done and all of it most of it is is what happened during you know the uh the desert time everything was established at that time so it's put in concrete place you know and uh so therefore it could not be changed to, right. to so therefore what happened is where we are looking at something totally different it looks on the outside it looks like it's really good but in the inside it is not right. and if you look at the holy land foundation trial you can find more about w- what they came to do and what purpose they came to united states of america Speaking of uh, jihad, I think a lot of uh, Christians and a
1: lot of our legislators, first of all, I think there's so much ignorance in our legislators and our congressmen about Islam and what their goals are, and it's to come into this country and destroy our miserable house, quote unquote. But their tithe, which is called the zakat, uh, is it not true that part of their zakat must go to jihad or the people's uh, parents or family that died in jihad, killing the infidels?
2: Jihad is uh, is is permitted. Uh, so Allah said that uh, Muhammad said he said Allah permitted jihad and you did not like it. That's what Allah said in the Quran, and he said uh, Allah permitted this but you did not like it. Here's what he said. It is in Quran Surah two and two hundred and sixteen. He said the uh, and that is the invisible pillar that Muslims don't talk about. They talk about five pillars, but the uh, sixth pillar is the invisible pillar. He said fight is prescribed for you. Jihad is prescribed for you, all Muslim, and you dislike it. But is it possible that you dislike a thing that which is good for you and that you love a thing which is bad for you? But Allah knows and you know not. And there is punishment if you don't participate in jihad. All Muslim must participate in jihad. Jihad is uh, is permissible.
1: Well, that's one reason I have a hard time trusting Muslims. First of all, because they can't swear allegiance to our constitution in good faith; they're lying when they do. But another term I'd like to have you explain: the term hijra. Are they not commanded in the Quran to go ahead and immigrate into non-Muslim countries and take them over from within?
2: Yeah, Hajra is uh, hujra is what the Muslim do uh, when they go to Mecca and they do uh, time inst- uh, instead of going to a pilgrimage time. They do this for uh, p- part time, you know. And uh, how what is that? It's a small pilgrimage. So you go out of season and you go around Mecca. That's what Hajra is. No Hajra. Uh, I'm talking Hajra. Isn't that the one where they're supposed to go into the the non-muslim countries and uh, they're supposed to immigrate? yes a uh, hajar or uh, you know to 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 migrate that is permitted and that is to infiltrate culture you know sure. and uh, and like imam abdullah zabur said jihad will continue until all jews christian muslim buddhist atheists will be utterly destroyed your secularism and uh, and tolerance cannot change our ideology. The Quran does not permit survival of non-Muslims. That's what he said, word for word. You know, and uh, and that is one of their top imams. You know, and you go like, "Wow." What's that last thing
1: that Muhammad said before he died? Something like, "I have become successful" or "I have become whatever through terror." Uh, one of yes. the last
2: things he said on his bed. Yes, uh, Muhammad declared that on his bed of death. He said, I became uh, powerful, successful uh, through my terror, you know, and so therefore uh, he commended. And that is in a surah number nine, I believe, uh, number three, I mean, three, six and, and nine, three, six and nine were the last surahs, you know, which is all of them are, you know, to uh, to go after your enemy, uh, you know, and destroy everything through terrorism, you know, terrorize your enemy, but I have to say this, not all Muslims are bad Muslims, you know, and, uh, and, I, and I say this specifically because I met some good Muslims and these Muslims were, uh, they came, they run away from their countries to come and have a different culture, to live under freedom. Away from their culture, so like they ran away from Pakistan, from uh, and other nations. So therefore, they came specifically to live in America. And and these are nominal, of course, but nevertheless, they are there.
0: That that brings me s- to a, that brings me to a, a question. Obviously, you're Christian now, and so when you when you're in the Muslim circle, what did it? What did it really take for you to see the Christian side of things and ultimately give your life to Christ?
2: Well, you know, the, the, the things that, uh, that, you know, you have to measure things in, in a, from a perspective Muslim because as I looked at Christianity, I looked at it from outside in, and I could not understand it because in my understanding is Christians worship God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Mary. And uh, so that's how, as a Muslim, I I, I looked at uh, at Christianity. But then uh, they have this unconditional love, and uh, Christianity is is by something. It's not what they do. It's what Jesus Christ did for them. Amen. And right. the other one, uh, the other one is uh, is uh, uh, you know Christianity that you, in order to be a Christian, you have to forgive. You could not have hostility and unforgiveness, mm. uh, and uh, so which is hypocrisy. Uh, Christianity, you know, you have to believe in somebody who offered his his life as a sacrifice for you, mm. while Islam, asking the only way uh, that you can go to heaven, to paradise, or, you know, uh, the, Allah in the Quran says, "وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ those who died for Allah in, in jihad, they are alive and prospering before Allah. This is what Allah said. So when, when you look at this, so the only way you can uh, you know uh, please Allah is to kill and be killed for his glory. while our Christianity, our, our king died for us so, so he can ask us into his glory. And so when I saw all those were so confusing because many people people tell you, you know, Muslim and Jews and uh, Muslim and Christians worship the same God. Muslim, Christian and Jews worship the same God, uh, oh. including some mm-hmm. important presidents and some, you know, top, you know, uh, but the truth, it is not true because agree. the identity, the character, uh, the way of life, you know, one of them is you are a slave. In, in Muslim, you are not accepted until you become a slave. The only religion in the world today that accepts slavery is Islam. It's mm-hmm. permitted legally because Muhammad, under Sira, under Sharia, he, he, it was, it's a good thing to have a slave. A slave is a trade commodity. You know, You can trade them, you can sell them, you can sleep with them. You can do anything you do with them. And so, but in Christianity, we are delivered from slavery and we become a family. Allah is not looking for a family. He's looking for slave, for servant, for martyrs, for people who offer themselves as a sacrifice for him. Christianity, Jesus sacrificed himself for all things that all we have to do is receive him and live in him. We live and move and have our being. You know, so these are, you know, uh, when I came to look at all this, I was really confused by Christianity. But when I when I came to know what Christianity is all about, I fell in love with a God that he is fighting mm-hmm. for his people. Uh, and he is not punishing his, their enemies. You know, Jesus, this is really crazy. I thought, how could the Christian <laughs> believe this? But Jesus said, he said, it's been said to love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I tell you the truth: love your enemy, and pray for those who that hate you, and bless yes. those who spitefully use you. Uh-huh. I'm going like, oh my God, how is that possible? These yeah. people are bad, kill them. <laughs> and and and, and, <clears throat> and not just that, but if somebody slap you on one cheek, turn the other cheek, right. and go like, let me show you what my fist looked like. Right. If you hit me on one cheek, you know I believe in different methodology yeah so it it was all the above you know and uh when i when i came to christ uh when i came to christ it was for the first time in my life i had a tangible relationship with the living god Mm, i had the first time i started seeing things in reality you know my prayers were availing much I was praying and God was answering. I'm going, what kind of God is this? And he washed his 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 people's feet. I mean, come on. Mm. Your God washes your feet. My God said, take their head off. You know? Right. So it it was all these things. And so when you look at the now that I look at the Muslims, I am in love with the Muslim people like never before. Because why am I in love with them? Because the Islam is a prison system. Muslims are mm-hmm. the prisoners. And so the Muslims do not know because they lived, They were born into that system, they could not see. So they look outside that system and they see everything is upside down. And so our, my heart desire is to love the Muslim unconditionally to Christ, to show them who God is and his identity and his love and his creation and his forgiveness. In Islam, if you commit a sin, it's forgiven. Uh, if, you, if you ask for forgiveness, it's forgiven. But if you turn around and sin again, Allah will multiply everything that you sinned before and bring them upon you altogether. Mm. So there is no escape except if you die for Allah. That's the only way that you are forgiven. Or if you have an uh, encounter with the night of power during the month last mm-hmm. 10 days of the month of Ramadan.
0: Well, that's a good segue into, I, I would assume that the ministry that you're president of helps with um, reaching Muslims.
2: Yes. Uh, in, in, at Kuhn Ministries, we are a missionary to the United States of America. Uh, our, our, our call is really to to wake up the church, the sleeping church, and wake up the culture to the uh, to several things. Number one is uh, the, the Lord is uh, his his coming is nigh. His his coming is so near, like yes. never before. Yes, and we are we are seeing now that God's going after the Muslims. Uh, I just finished this last new book, and it'll be out this summer. It's called Ishmael Redeem: Call to the Kingdom, and how why God is saving the Muslims and how He's appearing to them in dreams and visions. Anything that God promised in the past, in the Old Testament, He is fulfilling it in our current time. In the book of Jewel and the book of Acts, he said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Mm-hmm. Your old man and your young men, old women, young women will have dreams and visions. But then he turned around, and he said, even on your maid servant, I will pour out my spirit on them and they will have dreams and visions as well. Who are the maidservant to Abraham? It was Hagar, uh, you know, H- Hagar who Ishmael came from. So God is fulfilling his purpose in the last days. And we need to understand that God loves the Muslims so much because the Muslims are the forerunner for Israel. And, and uh, because when the Muslim come to know Jesus Christ, they fall in love with the living God and they will go save Israel. They start, you know, challenging their brothers into jealousy to tell them, you know, I left Sharia, my laws for your Mashiach, your Messiah. And now once you let go of the Mosaic law for your Messiah, and when the Jewish people are hearing this, they go our worst enemy are coming knocking on our door to tell me that Jesus loves me. And that is, you know, what God has for the uh, the Muslim people. Islam, and throughout the history, you know, I have three books. I wrote three books. The Blood of Lambs is my first book, which is That's my... That's a good book. That's a that great is, book. This is, my, uh, this is my first book, and it's about where I came from. Then I wrote a book with General Jerry Boykin, and it's called, you know, uh, The Coalition. This book is about... What happened in my life, you know, uh, and his life, and we merge it together to wake up the culture. The third book right now that um, I just finished, called Ishmael Redeem," Call "To the Kingdom," is 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 it it's uh, the the manifestation of the Word of God for such time as this, because there, Allah Islam was not part of uh, part of God of heaven and earth. Islam is something that happened by bloodline, and it did not happen through, you know, uh, Abraham, God of father, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. He is God of heaven and earth. And Islam was not part of it. Ishmael worshiped the God of father, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Ishmael is not the father of Islam. Abraham is not the father of Islam. Muhammad was the one who birthed Islam. And, uh, and, and so therefore, when you look at Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, it's in my book. He is not the bloodline of Ishmael either. He is not the bloodline. Of, he is the bloodline of Esau, but he grafted into the Ishmaelites, and he was part of the Ishmaelite, but he was not part of their blood. So therefore, he carried on the terror spirit of Esau. You know. So in this book, it just gives you the alphabet how to reach the Muslim, you know, from beginning to end, and how to love them to Christ.
0: Yeah, this is. Mael,
2: uh, Go got ahead. a question here. Uh, Part of the Muslim faith they believe
1: that uh, Jesus was a prophet of course Muhammad came later So he's a superior prophet. They also believe that Jesus was not crucified. He did not raise from the dead not is that not true?
2: That's very 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 true, you know uh, The Muslim have a lot of misconception about you know, Jesus Christ, but yet They declare that he came from heaven, you know at the beginning the you know, the Quran says fiha min ruhina, Meaning, they have, uh, Allah sent His Holy Spirit uh, who came into Mary and deposited uh, Jesus Christ. You know, so He was born out of virgin birth.
1: Uh, can you, uh, we're talking about Allah all the time, but I think people got to realize that Muhammad couldn't read or write. I and mean, he hung around where, where Jews and Christians were. But he got this name Allah from one of the many 300 gods that were in that square
2: cubicle. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, let's, let's look at everything in perspective. So, Muhammad did not see his father. His father died before he was born. So, what was the name of his father? His name was Abdullah, the slave of Allah. So, and Islam was not created. So how could his father be the slave of Allah before the creation of Islam? So Allah pre-existed Islam. In a Kaaba, which is the cubicle, the black cubicle things where the Muslim pray, you know, they go seven times around it during, you know, pilgrimage. Uh, What they do is when they go around that place, what they do is... uh, uh, in that place, there were over 360 gods. Right. And each god was referred to as, uh, al, uh, you know, ilah. When when you put alif lam, you know, which is A-L, before al-ilah become Allah. So they have uh, Allah, the god of fire. Allah, the, the, the god of, uh, you know, uh, water, the rain. Allah, the god of fertility. Allah, the god, you know, they have all those, including Baal. Baal was on the you know top of you know uh their Kaaba and Baal was the highest deity you know uh that above all things and he had the three women taking care of him wal'uzza wal'munat. these are his daughters and so when you look at those you know uh, they have three goddesses and when you see who are these goddesses today they translate to Jezebel and uh, you know queen of heaven and others you know what what we find out that uh, Baal is 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 the one whose name Akbar, meaning a, a bigger, greater, uh, and higher, and the philosophy of Muhammad was when he looked at all those gods in Kaaba, 360, he said, why do we need all those while Baal has his only one God? So we need to know the God that he's worshiping, is he the God of stone, or is he the God of the spirit? You know, and so, and if he is, you know, if he is not Jehovah God Almighty, then who is he? Because Baal can do all the things that other gods can do. And that's why the Muslim refer to Allah Akbar, which is he is bigger, he's greater, he is mightier. And that's what Baal was in the history of Islam. So to
1: kind of recap the infamous question, can a person who wears a hijab or claims to be a Muslim, and worships in a, in a mosque in Dearborn, which, by the way, uh, Maki's relatives were uh, buried. The service was in one of those Muslim mosques that's considered very much terrorist. Uh, can a Muslim in good faith swear allegiance to our Constitution? And I believe the answer is no, because yes. the Constitution... Says it is our ultimate law, where they believe it's secondary to their Sharia law. Is that not true?
2: That's very, very true. Because uh, here's the thing: when they go into uh, the place, uh, the seat of authority that they go in there when they sign papers to Allah, sure. this Allah, when and when they make uh, when they make uh, you know uh, uh, you know agreement on different things with, with you know with this versus that. You know, uh, we need to know that they can do this over there and really affect uh, to create a friction or to create something, you know, uh, uh, you know, to, to create, you know, a place for Islam to coexist. Yeah. Uh, no, no, can no, I, I can I say one thing mm-hmm. uh, Sure. in the Quran, surah? Write this down. It's one oh nine and two. This is important book, important surah. Allah said, and he's talking here to the Jews and Christians because Islam did not come to defy, you know, in, in Islam, you could not, you know, y- you can kill anyone who is unbelievers. You know, like uh, if, uh, if they're atheists, Hindu, Buddhist, Shinto, they, you can kill them without asking them to convert. But if you have to kill a Christian or Jew, you have to ask them to receive Islam first. And if they don't, then you, you, you have the full right to kill them. And Allah said in this book, he said, I do not worship what you worship. And you do not worship what I worship. I will never worship what you worship. And you will never worship what I worship. You to your religion, me to my religion. Allah said verbatim this. He, this is the thing to say, Jews and Christians and Muslims, they do not worship the same Jehovah God almighty.
1: Yeah, Islam is an antichrist,
2: is it not? Well, uh, Jesus the, the the Bible Jesus says those those who uh, you know they don't believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God is you know is from the spirit of the antichrist. Sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we've so, reached 50 minutes here and this has been a great conversation and it's ironic that we're talking about this and transformation because this weekend, obviously we're celebrating Easter and and Christ rising. And it's just amazing to me in the world that we live in. Christianity is very, it's a very simple uh, religion, but yet it's very complicated (laughs) for people to understand. It seems that how one person who was God, because how could you have a sacrifice unless somebody was on, you know, sinless and it, And it can only have come from God. And so it's just amazing. I I appreciate you coming on here, Kamal, and sharing your story. I would love to get a hold of your books because it'd be fascinating to listen to your childhood and how you were raised up and being in the Muslim uh, community. And I think this is absolutely fascinating. In your testimony, I can just see God had a hand on that using you and this is just an awesome, awesome time.
1: Well, that's a, that's a good point, Brian, because, uh, up until Obama, I think, and Biden, uh, Kamal was going all over talking to our congressman, talking all over the United States. As soon mm-hmm. as they got in, he was persona non grata. They didn't want to hear anything that, uh, Kamal
2: had to say. So they kind of shut that off. Nope.
0: God's well, got, God's got plans for you.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, uh, I, you know, although I spoke about the ugly truth of Islam. Yes. But there's a beautiful truth. And the beautiful truth Absolutely. Th- this season, uh, you know, right now that we're in Easter
0: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, the, also the Passover declares the beautiful truth. And mm-hmm. if you want to know about those books, you know, the, the three books that I have, you know, uh, my new DVD series and books, uh, you know, and book that I wrote, you know, Ishmael, Redeemed, Called to the Kingdom. You can pre-order this on our website at coomministries.com. That is K-O-O-M-E, ministries, no spaces, dot com.
0: Perfect.
2: K-O-O-M-E, ministries, dot com. And you can pre-order the book over there. It's a fascinating book. It is for this hour. It's fulfilling biblical, uh, you know, fulfillment for this hour to bring about understanding and that, uh, you know, that's my last book. But the other two books and uh, many other materials, you can reach them out there at, also at the same place. Well, Kamal, it's been a
1: pleasure having you. And Absolutely. it's always good to talk to you. And I, I have to say one thing before we close here. The first time I met Kamal and I heard him speak, uh, I donated to his ministry. And uh, he comes up often and gives me a hug, gives me a little kiss on the cheek. And I thought, well, that's a little weird, but that's kind of what they, what they do in the Middle East there. <laughs>
0: Maybe, maybe he can wash your feet too next time, Dave.
2: (laughs) Well, well, I've been washing feet. I've been washing feet for those that allows me. But but I I love Brother David because he loves this nation, and he's a true American hero. And and, and we gotta love our nation not to death, but to life. You know, we gotta watch how we're saying it. And and so many times it's the breath that we're given into this nation. It's either a CPR to, to activate this nation or to or a death breath, you know. Mm-hmm. So so that's why I keep kissing him on the cheek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that,
1: folks, I think we should end this conversation yeah. because I'm not that
2: kind of guy. And we're still up here for a donation, you guys. We really no. need it in an atmosphere like this. Yes. We need your donation because. Uh, you know uh, the, the the bad guys trying to block our speaking engagement and different sure, things and sure. protest us so yep. we welcome you to uh to join us any way you 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 know god speaks to you okay. well, check your mailbox you should have one coming from me in a day or two thank you all right Brother
0: come Rayba. out we appreciate your time and thank you very much and god's got plans for you there's no doubt and hope to talk to you soon
2: well thank you so much uh, for having me and look forward to do this again with you Appreciate it. Sounds good. Thank
0: you. Have a great weekend. Bye bye. Thank you. You are listening to the Patriots' voice of Michigan. God bless.